How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're tuning into Tongues Out Podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, so what are we going to talk about today? Uh, for whatever reason, I want to talk about uh, confidence and uh, some misconceptions about the term, uh, some brief history about my struggles with it, and um, how I think you can become more of a confident individual or just confident in something in general. And so we've all heard it, you know, we've all seen it. We have a friend, a family member, a close friend, um, who you can clearly tell is lacking in some confidence in whatever they're trying to do. And most people, their their way of trying to help these people get over their confidence is by going and telling them, hey, you got this, just be, just be confident. And it, it's like one of my pet peeves. I, I cannot stand it whenever I hear someone else tell someone to just like when you're trying to boost someone's ego or not really just like to help motivate them, you go tell them, Hey, just go be confident. Um, and I used to be a, a, a victim of telling people that a long time ago when I wasn't confident because it's just something that you hear all the time and you just think that that's the right technique to help someone get over their their struggle and it's not it's the worst thing you can tell someone because honestly what you're telling them is hey you know you're not being confident so just be confident and most people they don't understand what confidence is or even where it comes from and so to before we get to um, how to address it or how I think you can address it let me give you a, a small background in my own personal history and just kind of open up a little bit. When I was growing up as a kid, I grew up in a, a small retirement town called New Samarna Beach in Florida. It's, it's like a population of 50,000 people, I think. Um, had a small graduating class, I think, of 250 people. Um, and there's it's a beautiful place, by the way. If you've never been there, you have to go. It's like 20 minutes south of Daytona Beach like a little island uh it's it's beautiful anyways um uh, really the things to do at when you were a kid um was either go surfing go fishing skateboarding biking rollerblading and or play some kind of sport like football or soccer were like the two big ones or or track and field if you weren't doing any of that stuff, you literally were probably just um, uh, like not considered amongst the the popular kids in my school, and so which I think it was very common for people ten years ago or more. More, it's crazy to even think about that. Uh, what am I? I'm going to be thirty three at the end of this month. So let's say I started high school when I was. 14 I think yeah 14 going on to 15 so geez that's crazy to think about almost 18 years um <laughs> so wild um but yeah anyways you uh I was a big nerd uh, for whatever reason it, um a lot of it stemmed from a close friend uh I developed a, a strong relationship with their family uh one of my close friends him and his brother loved playing video games and I would always go to their their house all the time 
uh, these these two are like brothers to me, and their whole family is like an, another family for me. And their father loved playing video games and really introduced me to a lot of like a lot of games. And uh, I used to have an NES. I used to have like an N64 growing up as a kid. Uh, but it wasn't until I got an Xbox and I started playing Halo that I me- I really knew that I was really good at games and especially like shooter type games. It was just always good. Still am. I'm still a nerd. And uh, I loved like comics and, and they really got me into like Dungeons and Dragons, fantasy, comics, uh, video games, which is just unheard of in my hometown. A, a small niche of people really enjoy those kind of things. And so luckily for me though, my family has uh it's such a small town, everyone know kinda knows everyone. My family owns uh like a, a couple restaurants there and so a lot of people knew of our family. So I, I never really had it difficult in, in high school, but I wasn't the popular kid because I was like really good at a sport or or anything. Did I surf? Yeah, but not much. I rollerbladed, didn't really skateboard. And so, but I love playing video games. So during the summer where most people would be out on the beach, on these beautiful beaches, you know, going surfing, uh, I would just be stuck playing uh, games because I loved them. And really saw a career in uh, competitive gaming. This is way before anyone even knew what esports were. And I mean, I was a nerd when being a nerd was frowned upon. That was still a time when, you know, if you were a nerd, you were most of the time being made fun of. Luckily, not me. I didn't have to grow up in that that kind of environment. But I know a lot of other people that shared in my interest in other parts of the country probably had to deal with people making fun of them for what they did and or what they enjoyed. But I was your typical nerd, so I was pretty introverted. Uh, I wasn't very a sociable person. I only, like, people that were friends with me. I had a good group of friends in, in high schools, like friends with the popular kids. I, I, I was pretty friendly with everyone. So if you knew me, I was able to talk to you. But if you were just, like, a random stranger, the moment I got out of high school, I really realized how there was a lack of confidence in, in, uh, in meeting new people in myself and approaching people. And... I was such a big nerd in school, too, that I never had a girlfriend. I didn't have a girlfriend until I graduated high school. And so uh, I didn't even know how to express myself that way. And so uh, it was just such an interesting time for me. And reflecting on it now is just it's it's always. Um, it really opens my eyes to, to certain things about myself and. I remember I used to, like, when I got out of high school, I would have a lot of friends when it came to, like, approaching, like, a girl. That was very important to me because I just never had a a girlfriend, and I kind of felt lonely uh, during a small period between when I was, like, 18 and 21. I, I, da- I dated a girl for a little bit, my first girlfriend. It really didn't work out. We it, My first relationship was just horrible uh, for both of us. And so when I broke up with her, I didn't really think I could ever um, – meet someone again like I really thought that she was the only one and so I really got focused on how can I become more of an approachable person and someone that could be um, someone that can uh, share like time with with people especially women 
and um, I actually got sucked into a small community that actually made a career uh, for for a bit actually. Um, I got sucked into uh, the dating community because I was so technical. I thought that even in, in conversations and relationships, things can can be technical, and they can be if you understand it. But uh, I studied a lot of the the dating community. There's like a community of people that focus on understanding the theory of relationships and attraction, and I got sucked into that as a student, and um, eventually became a coach in, in communication and got involved in that, which is such an awesome experience to just be able to help people. Because I never had a coach myself. I had to really self-teach myself a lot of things. And so uh, I was super lack of confidence or lack of confidence in in approaching people clearly. And uh, I had a ton of friends that I worked with at the time. I worked at a small uh, AT&T store in uh, Waterford Lakes in Orlando. I had moved from New Smyrna to Orlando got a great job selling cell phones um, in a college town. I would bump into a lot of young people all the time. And uh, it was just a great experience. And some of my coworkers were just really good with just expressing themselves with people and and being really engaging. And it was an easy platform. And there was a lot of college girls that would come in all the time that uh, we're looking for a new cell phone. So our family was trying to buy them a new cell phone. And I was close to uni- uh, the University of Central Florida. That's the university I was close to, which is a popular university in, in Florida, especially at the time. And because um, it was like one of the newest universities in Florida. And so I would get a lot of traffic in, but I would never be able to converse with people. And then as a sales rep for cell phones, you're uh, encouraged to exchange contact details. So when you sell someone a cell phone, um, you give them your contact information. So if they have difficulty with their phones, for whatever reason, they're able to reach out to you even when the store is closed. That's kind of, I think it's still a thing. Like when you buy cell phones, that's still a thing that they do. Um, and so I would always get like coworkers. I would be like, hey, like uh, that girl was like really cute or that girl was like really cool. Um, you should like, you know, ask her like, you know, what she's doing later. And I was like, no way, dude, that's weird. I'm I like, I just sold her a phone and they were like, yeah, but she's totally into you. Like you should like bump or cross paths with her. I mean, you guys are the same age and I'd be like, nah, I'm good. And I had a roommate who was, uh, he's still a good friend of mine. His name's John. And he, uh, was, uh, really great with girls and uh, we would always come like I would always come over go straight to my room and just play video games and this sweet guy every single day would come knock on my door and and uh, we didn't even know each other I, I only knew him because I was looking for a place in Orlando and he would always knock on my door though and always be like hey man I'm going out with some friends uh, you're more than welcome to come hang out with us and I would always be like nah dude I'm just gonna play video games and for a bit, too, I, I didn't even talk about this, but for a bit, I actually did play competitively in sports. I played Halo 2 and Halo 3 competitively for a bit, for about a couple years. Uh, they're uh, shooter games, if you don't know what Halo is. And um, did pretty well. Uh, the team broke up, kind of the dynamics changed, and I never really got into getting on with another team. And so I stopped that, and that's what made me get like into like getting a real job. Um 
like getting or working for AT&T. And yeah, I, I just always remember uh, my buddy John would always come knocking on the door and I would always, you know, shoot him down and be like, no, dude, I'm just going to play games. And it was so crazy. So he would always have friends over. He would always throw parties at our house. And I would just, you know, be in my room, just playing Halo, you know, just doing that. That's how big of a nerd I was, right? And, I mean, at this point, I'm 21. I'm able to go out, I'm able to socialize, go have drinks. And I'm in a party area of Orlando since it's a, it's a I mean, it's a, it's a university area. And, um, but never took advantage of it. And, but there was a part of me that did want to, to, be involved with all of that but I just felt a lack of confidence in myself because that's just how I was you know uh I was comfortable with people that knew me but then you know me and John's relationship was great me and my coworkers' relationships was great but there was always something a uh, voice inside of me that was always telling me that I just couldn't contribute to uh conversational threads and if if I couldn't co- contribute then people would look down on me and I, I would really talk down to myself mentally all the time. And I had a coworker, his name, another good friend. We don't really talk as often nowadays, but um, if it wasn't for him, uh, I, I, my life would, I, I don't even know where I'd be right now, but uh, his name is Andre. And he was kind of going through similar struggles. He, were, he was a coworker of mine at at and and um, he, uh, me and him had uh, s- similarities of interest and problems with girls. And so he was the one that, that introduced me to this book. This book is called The Game. It's by an author, and his name is Neil Strauss. And his uh, this book pretty much details a story, just to summarize it, details the story of a New York Times author that he, similar to me, you know, big introvert, big nerd, but he was a good a good writer, great writer, and a good investigator as well. And his um, his paper wanted, or the New York Times wanted him to do a paper on a secret under, underground community of people called pickup artists that were supposedly like these nerds that somehow learned the game of, of getting with, with, with women and so he gets involved, and and this book pretty much details his whole journey of like, at first getting into this to just write a piece to actually getting involved, and and becoming a better version of himself. Yes, it's a very womanizing story, but I can empathize with him now because, initially, my focus was just women. You know, I I was like, I at the time I felt that if women appreciated who I was, then that would give me self worth. It would give me value. Obviously, you know, 15 years later, I know that that's not the case. Uh, and then when I teach people, I teach them that that should be your last focus, honestly, is trying to improve who you are for others. Just by you improving who you are, everything else will come to you. Your fortunes, your your health, and everything else will come eventually to you. There are ways that, that you can improve certain things with, you know, the with people that you're trying to attract, but that's not what I appreciate to really teach nowadays. Um, but that, I didn't know that, uh, again, I was a nerd. I didn't know anything about, I never had a girlfriend. So I just, I had one, but I mean, that relationship didn't work out too well. And so 
I mean, I didn't know anything. And so um, I jumped, like, after getting exposed to this book, me and Andre looked at each other, and we were like, let's do this. Let's try to mimic this guy's journey. And so we did that. And, man, it really, I, just, I started to self-teach myself tons of stuff, psychology, um, like psychological studies, psychological works, a lot of books on on attraction, a lot of books on neurolinguistic programming, ways of communicating. Um, and I just got involved in, in, and I just loved it because it was theory, it was knowledge, and I love and I appreciate it. And you'll realize this as you listen to these podcasts about me. One of my favorite things is learning things all the time. And so this was a new field, and I felt like all of this knowledge was going to help me and I use this as an example all the time. A lot of people think that confidence is attributable to knowledge. Knowledge, it can be helpful, but confidence has nothing to do with knowledge. And this is going to segue into um, how I think people, or not how I think, it's proven and tested, but what should be told to people, and, and people just don't appreciate it because they want an immediate uh immediate solution to their their lack of confidence and it, it, it never works that way you can't do it no matter how much someone wants it you just can't do it that way and so I I was absorbing tons and tons of information with my buddy Andre we spent day I mean months learning 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 and then we were like okay great now let's go out every single night after work and let's just go to this local bar that's always packed it was called the library uh, I think it's closed down now, but it was right in front of UCF, slam-packed with people all the time. And I was like, let's go meet people, girls and guys, and just, you know, let's apply all this knowledge that we have now. I mean, we had tons. I must, I've read more books in those three months than I have ever read in m the rest of my life, to be honest. It's crazy. And uh, so we go out, me and him, and, you know, we're, we have this feeling of confidence because we know so much. And the moment we arrive we we revert back to our old selves. We're not capable of approaching anyone. We're not capable of talking to people, uh, especially girls. And we're bummed. We're we don't understand what's wrong. Like we we learned everything. We researched all of these different things and we can't apply it for whatever reason. And we're not entirely sure why. And the two times that I did that day, I'll never forget the day that I went and approached a couple girls I got shot down so hard, like, I mean, rejected so hard that it affected me personally. And I don't mind expressing it now, but like, I remember that night coming home and just being in tears, like in my room at the end of the night, because I, I just felt like I couldn't get, I, I was burdened with the, um, destiny that I would just never be successful with strangers. I would never, women or men just could never do it. But for whatever reason, uh, I don't know what it was, but I, I mean, I think it was just an, I knew that if I didn't get over this, that my life would just be dreadful for the rest of my life. The next day I was like, I need, I just need to keep applying myself. I didn't stop. And I didn't give up. And one of the things that I realized, uh, I would go on online forums and talk about like my, my social interactions with people a lot. I know it sounds weird, but, um, it was an interesting period, and especially for me, this is not an acquired, nothing's ever an acquired knowledge. You have to learn it from somewhere. And this is just an interesting way of someone learning these things. Um, in this in in this industry, there's a lot of forums where people can go and 
express kind of their interactions with people and they would get other people's insight on what they think that, uh, you did wrong and how you probably can improve. And someone pretty much told me that I would never get over my, my problems until I just forced myself to just interact with people. And they told me, uh, and I don't, I didn't know this person. I didn't know who they were, but they were very contributable to a lot of my posts that I had. I don't know their name and I don't, I lost track of all of that information. It's been, I mean, almost a decade now since I stopped using those forums once I was comfortable just doing things on my own. And, um, but this, pr this other person, this stranger made a huge impact in my life because they pretty much motivated me to just keep, keep on your course. Don't stop. You're eventually going to realize that things are just going to become easier for you. And lo and behold, they did. And, um, it wasn't until I met my mentor that I started to realize where that confidence came from because I used to just think that it was, I, for whatever reason, I still thought that it was knowledge and having all this knowledge, but maybe having some guidance with like a, a stranger telling me to just keep going, like motivating me that way. Um, and myself, self, self motivating myself, that's where my confidence came from. And it wasn't until I met my mentor that I realized that, um, his name's Adam, that uh, as I worked with him and as I learned his way of teaching uh, people, which I favored the way he taught people because he didn't teach them being attractive to women is what's going to make you an attractive individual. No, what's going to make you attractive is you being congruent with who you are, but just learning that you could be a better version of yourself every single day. And so when you do, when you aspire for those things, everything else will come your way. You know, if you want fortune, it'll come your way. You just have to focus on who you are and becoming a better version of yourself. And um, his big thing was uh, if to be confident, you need to apply yourself more and more in something. The more time you apply your knowledge is directly relatable to how confident you are. So a, a funny example I like to tell people, a lot of my students is, you know, imagine if you were wanting to learn how to fly a plane. Name whatever plane, doesn't matter. Let's say a small Cessna plane, twin engine plane. And you're given a, a manual book that has and video content. And it teaches you the ins and outs, the history, uh, the, the, the every part, how the plane works, the functionality, the how, literally how to pilot the plane from takeoff to landing. It gives you all of the information step by step by step by step, right? Someone gives you this book. You read the book. You're super excited. You feel like, man, I could, I could fly this plane. And then finally, you get an instructor one day that say, tells you to get in the plane. You're going to get in the plane. And you're assuming that this instructor is going to, like, take off the plane and, like, slowly work you into it. And he looks at you. He's like, take off this plane now. You need to take off. Nine times out of 10, most people are going to be frozen. They're going to be like, no way, I can't do this. I've never flown an actual plane. And the instructor would look at you and be like, well, you, I gave you a manual. I gave you videos. I gave you all the content, all the knowledge you could ever know about flying this plane. You've, I've tested you rigorously. You know your information. Fly the plane. And you'd be like, I can't. I can't do it. Yeah, I and that right there, like when I use that example, shows that knowledge is knowledge can help you, 
But it's not until you apply that knowledge is where confidence comes. And the more and more you apply that knowledge, so this is really a time. It's like knowledge plus application plus time really equals confidence. And so the the more knowledge you have, that's great. It makes it so that your the amount of time that you have to apply on a subject matter doesn't need to be as long. Um, but as you're applying that knowledge, you start to to relate the knowledge itself to your experience. And then that's obviously the overtime is time. You know, you need to do it over time to really see it. If you think about anything that you're confident in, that's really what it is. You become more knowledgeable in the subject. You're applying yourself with that subject, with that knowledge. And then it's an overtime kind of thing. And so, yeah, that, I mean, honestly, that's probably the, the best way to, um, to think about confidence and, and to relate it to yourself is to think my confidence really stems from just my understanding of a subject to me applying it to something finally <laughs> and then over the course of time, that's why I'm so confident in something. So the next time you have a friend that's, that's struggling with a subject matter, you know, ask them first, hey, do you know about what you're struggling with? If the answer is no, then try to help them, guide them to some knowledge and tell them, hey, you need to research some of this stuff first. And then when they research it, then they're, then don't tell them and, and or don't tell them that that's what's going to make them confident. Then tell them, hey, apply, you have to apply that knowledge now. Now you have to take that knowledge that you have and actually apply it. And that's where having a coach can be that's probably the biggest importance to why having a coach in anything you do in life, if you want to get really good at something, if you have a coach, that's the, the biggest part is the accountability to applying your knowledge. Because a lot of people will get frozen on knowledge and they don't have the ability to apply it because there's some level of step that you have to take to overcome this fear to apply that, that knowledge initially. Once you start doing it enough times, you kind of get over this fear because you're just, you've done it enough. And that's where coaches really help out a lot, you know, and they help you refine your knowledge that you have as well. Uh, but the accountability is probably more important than, than anything else. And so, um, and then time is time. You know, the more times you do it, the better you're just going to become at it and the more confident you are going to be at it as well. And they, they do say, and it's, 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 it's said that, you don't become an expert at something until you apply a thousand hours of your time into that subject matter. So when you put a thousand hours into something, you can come out or you can come out and say that you're an expert. You're probably not the, the, the expert in the matter, especially when other people that know about the experience or that specific thing. But in a room of other people that don't know so much about something, you are the expert if you've applied a thousand hours into that subject. Um, you know, 10,000 hours and you're a guru, then you can go and start teaching it yourself. Um, and I finally realized that, uh, you know, retroact retrospectively, um, now that whenever I want to get confident in something like this podcast stuff, <laughs> you know, the more hours I apply into it, the more time I spend into it, the more confident I'll be, you know, the more these podcasts I'll notice they'll change over time. And I know this knowledge, I know it, and yet it's still difficult for me to apply certain things. Sometimes there is a fear of, of failing at something. Um, but I don't really, 
uh, get hold up by that too much anymore in life. I, uh, I'm so fearless in the sense that when I want to try a new experience, everyone has their initial fear. Everyone has a fear of like, will I be good at it? Will it kill me? Whatever. But as long as you're not doing something that's literally lethal uh, or has a high possibility of you dying, um, it's very easy to get over that when you have a history of, of learning to get over obstacles. And that's one thing that I will appreciate about all the work that I did, you know, so long ago is that anytime I want to try something new, I never have, I never get stuck on fear. And I think that's when, uh, or a lot of friends can attest that as well. Like I'm always for new experiences, learning new things, applying myself in different ways. And so, um, I could care less about failing and quotation marks on something because I know that I have to fail in essence to, to get better at something. And so I hope that helps some of you guys out there with, with this, with this issue. Um, I hope that it gives you a different realization of what confidence is and, and it was understandable enough. I know that I'm so new to explaining things in, in this kind of a format. So, uh, Hopefully, maybe in the future, doing like a live podcast, I can delve a little bit further into this. If you want to send me um, some questions, I, I would be glad to help answer them for you. You can always reach me at jason at tonguesoutpodcast.com. And uh, I want to thank you guys again for, you know, listening to me babble on about this subject. Uh, but again, it's very, it's very important to me because it's something that I never had before. And now I'm able to help people with it because I was able to realize what my issue was ultimately and how I could rectify it and how I can help others with that problem as well. And so if you, uh, like I said, if you have any questions, please reach out to me. Thank you again for listening and I'll catch you guys later. Peace.